Consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are now listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I am your host, Classic, and I am here with my co-host. Gypsy. And we also have our guest co-host with us today. Tim Neitz. And today we have a special guest, Katie Chanakas, a.k.a. Kiriaki. <laughs> she is a Greek-American actress and artist who's been in the industry for two decades. She is also an NFT artist and host of She Is All Over The Place podcast. Welcome to the show, Katie. Welcome. Thank you for the beautiful introduction and welcoming. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm excited for an awesome, impactful episode here. Let's go. So to get <laughs> to get started, tell us a little bit about your name, your AKA name. Sure, sure. Uh, I was born with two first names. Um, in the Greek tradition, we're named after saints and goddesses. So my bestest friend in the world, who I was just on the phone with, is my 92-year-old grandmother, Mayaya. And uh, we're Greek, and her name's Kiriaki. And she was named after the saint, Saint Kiriaki, who was a martyr and uh, a very prominent saint in the Greek tradition. And uh, so, like, my music, me as an artist, you know, Kiriaki. And then um, I also, you know, was born Katie Chinakis. And, um, you know, my parents wanted me to have, like, a more normalized American name growing up in America. So, um, you know, everyone at home call me Kiriaki. My cousins call me Kiki, Kiki. And everyone at school call me Katie. And then when I went to Hollywood, they wanted to, like, change my name around. And I'm like, nope, nope. And they're like... And I'm like, all right, Katie Chinook is cool. Like, I'm not butchering. I'm not chopping off my last name. Not happening. And um, and so for acting, I go by Katie Chinookis. It's been my branded name for over two decades now. And then I do voiceovers, too, every single day. So my branded name is Cartoon Katie because I'm like a walking, talking cartoon character. <laughs> but those are my two first names. And um, I'm sticking to it. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. What so, part of Greece yeah. is your family from? Uh, Maya Yas from the island of Chios, C-H-I-O-S. It's one of the largest Greek islands. She's from the south village called Kardamila. You can see Turkey from the island of Chios. And then my papu, my grandpa, he's from the mainland, uh, Gallic City. So it's on the mainland. Okay. So where were you born? I was born in Michigan, 30 Michigan. minutes outside of Detroit. Okay. Okay. We actually have a little experience in Greece. Um, we got married in Greece in Santorini. So we... Um, got married in Santorini and also spent a little time in um, Milos, Milos Island. Yeah. Fine. Congratulations. How beautiful. We've been to the same islands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love Greece. Yeah. So yeah. it was an amazing experience. Amazing food. Very nice people. Oh, the, the water was food. Nice oh, well. my gosh. <laughs> and did you see like donkeys walking past ever? Like, you well, know. Did we? Did I, I, I definitely did. Okay. I didn't get to see the donkeys. Yeah, we did the ATV riding and stuff, but I didn't get, I don't remember the donkeys. So one time when I was in Santorini, well, the last time I was there, uh, um, uh, a veterinarian joined on the trip and she pointed out, I like, I would have never noticed this, but she pointed it out when we were like going around how healthy and happy the animals looked. And I was like noticing, I'm like, oh mm. yeah, these animals look really happy. They're like, they're treated very well over there. They were like, like very health, healthy, well-fed, you know, that was kind yeah. of interesting to point out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is something to pay They're definitely more to. free, <laughs> free to yeah. roam and just. Yeah. Because yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I even, I pay attention to it with me, especially being from Mississippi and I used to work in the vet's office as well. So here in LA, of course, you know, you don't have a, a lot of stray animals at all. Uh, well, mm -hmm. not really. In in Mississippi, you do have a lot of stray animals, so it's a I get an understanding of what you mean by the animals look happier in certain mm -hmm. places versus in others. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those sunsets, though. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Didn't you just want to like just the water? Like yeah, it was amazing. But I can't go to Santorini again unless like I'm married or like I have crates to bring back because I just want to like go and like buy everything in the store and just ship it back. Everything, you know, it's like yeah, everything's just so like beautiful. Uh, a lot of like what? handmade jewelry and handmade yeah. everything. Craftsmanship is really big. I know. Yeah. Like I get I got this in Greece. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm just like obsessed, but <laughs> cool. So how long you been acting? 
Well, I guess <laughs> my whole life. Into, uh, what got you into acting? Yeah. So I think what really got me into acting was um, I was always very expressive. And I, I also like felt a lot and I observed a lot when I was a kid. And it was like kind of my duty and mission to want to make others feel good. You know, I saw like a lot of people in their circumstances were like unhappy and not feeling good. And just or, or even if they weren't feel, not feeling good, it's just or feeling fine. I just like to make other people laugh and, you know, laugh and like that energy. It's about an energy of making other people feel good to laugh. Like that's what was my mission to inspire people to feel good. And, and, and in turn, um, I felt good, you know, so it was like full circle of positivity. Yeah. So as far as growing up, I know you said you were born in Michigan. I know we're jumping around a little bit. You're, you say you're in New York right now. What mm-hmm. was your journey like to New York? from mm. where you were mm. well um i only do one ways uh, i've been bicoastal <laughs> since 2012 so as a kid my goal was to be bicoastal and um, when i was traveling the world which is one of the reasons why my podcast called she's all over the place from traveling the world while i was traveling the world i was like you know what i'm tricoastal because i was in europe a lot i'm like yo i'm over the pond i'm not only bicoastal i am tricoastal <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But as a kid growing up, being Greek, like there was a huge community in Astoria of the Greeks. And, you know, it's like Greece and then Australia and then uh, New York uh, was the third largest population. And then um, Chicago, then Detroit. So as a teenager, I would be going to New York and I had family um, who, um, you know, had brownstones in Brooklyn. Right. And so I'd be in New York, this and that. And I wanted to move to New York, like my heart, my soul, the culture, the raw, the grit, like all that stuff. Like I wanted to be in New York and I was going to New York Fashion Week as a teenager. And then I remember um, I was a teenager in New York for Fashion Week and um, like the airport shut down three times. And then um, I ended up like, you know, going back and then my dad screaming like you know telling me like get downstairs right now and i was like sleeping i'm like yo what up and then like we're downstairs and like one of the twin towers was down and we're like watching this together and then my yaya called my grandmother she was so worried because she thought i was still in new york and my dad's like no she's right here and and that whole like vibe happened of 9 11 unfortunately and then um and then i went to uh los angeles i went to toronto i went to paris and after going to those four major cities Cause as a teenager, I was deciding like where I was going to expand my wings. And like I said, I had a love for New York and wanting, but, um, you know, the energy just wasn't, I felt like the energy wasn't like a respectful time to go to New York. And I ended up going to LA. So I ended up going and settling in LA first, getting my feet wet, knowing the lay of the land, um, studying, researching, networking, like not knowing anyone, like doing grassroots work in LA, started working in LA. Um, and then that's how like I got, well, to New York originally, but then I ended up going to LA and then I was in LA for a while. I was traveling the world and then, and then I was coming to New York, but then I became bi-coastal in 2012. So how was LA for you back then? Uh, back when, because like I've been different times. But well, when you first, you know, when I, came to experience when I, LA, yeah, because yeah, I know oh. when I left Mississippi, coming out here it was night and day. Okay, so when I first went to LA, like I thought I was raw and cool. Like I'm from Detroit. Like I'm like yo, you know what I mean? And like, like I'm like a. I don't know, is it a shyster? Is that an okay word to say? Like, you know, like smart, like a hacker, right? I know how to like do my charm to like get in places, to go places, to be invited places, like all that stuff. I remember one time when I was like first in LA, I have a couple stories. So here, one time I was in LA, I was on like um, Las Palmas and there was like a, a like a nightclub kind of like cool place to go to. I don't remember the name of it. And I remember like wanting to like roll up and like not pay a valet fee. And like, I'm like rolling up to like like pop in and I'm like yo and like the thing that I said to him the guy was just so quick and I and I was like oh wow I'm like uh those old tricks aren't going to be working here in LA I need to like up up my game and then another time I remember like I was living off of Sunset Boulevard and um I was driving up and down Sunset 
And like, I'm like this edgy person, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like I said, I'm driving up and down Sunset and I felt so square. I'm like, yo, I need to go shopping. Like, I felt like so fuck. Excuse me. I felt like so square. I'm like, I felt like this goody two shoe girls. I'm like, I needed to like get like a new wardrobe so I could like, like fit into my new lifestyle. And I just felt like sweet home Alabama or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's okay to curse too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep it real around here. Yeah, it's okay, okay cool. to curse. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. So you say you got out, you got into acting here in LA. I know that had to be in uh, quite the experience. What are some of the, the challenges besides, I guess, staying afloat here in LA that you faced? getting into some of the acting roles that you were, you know, pushing forth or what, what were the, you know, the ups and downs that you endured to help you keep going? Yeah, those are great questions. So, um, well, um, I did get started in Michigan and I became a big fish in a small pond. And then okay. that's why I'm like, okay, am I going to go to the the big ocean now and be, be like this big fish in a big ocean, right. Um, with the sharks. So, um, but you know, know thyself, Socrates, right? And so exploring my ethics, morals, and values and not doing something that I wouldn't do, right? Like sleep with someone for a role or do like cocaine or like, you know, like those kind of things aren't my bag. So right. I would be, you know, you get to get a team. Like I ran cross country. So it's like get an ethical team who are into the Hollywood business and, and like start at a baseline level, even if it's like a boutique agency, you know, not, not focus on the ego of the size of, you know, back then they didn't have the likes and the followers and things, but not the quality over quantity and someone who had the communication to be able to get you in front of the casting directors to get you the opportunity to be on TV. So this was my goal. Right. And so, and then get into an acting class right away. I did um, Stanford Meisner with William Alderson at the time. And um, so I got into a class. I studied right away. Uh, I was going out to networking events, but I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. I didn't smoke cigarettes. Like I was 1000% square in that way. When I went to Hollywood that I would be very focused. So like I would go out and I would network with everyone and there's IMDB, which is I movie database. So I would collect like 15 business or 50 business cards. When I went out to people, I was like hustling around people's business cards and I would go home and I would type them all in. And if they're saying, oh, I'm doing this film, I'm doing this project. I would see. And if they didn't have anything on there, I, it's like dud, dud. It's like you, you sow seeds, you sow seeds, like dud, dud. And I would just throw it away. And then some were like cheesy, like, you know, C-level films or like, like, like films you never heard of or like films you don't want to be a part of, like cheesy. So I'm like, rip, rip, right? So you have to have some class, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not to be so desperate to do anything. And then there would be some where it's like, okay, are they di are directing a picture with like Johnny Depp or like Meryl Streep or people I admire like Reese Witherspoon? Do, are they, you know, an assistant on a TV show? Or are they assistant for a casting director? So I would just do my due diligence of an iMovie database, like save me. It was like my backbone to know what's one, who's who, because everything's on there. And like, if, you know, if people don't have IMDb Pro, you can do like a 30 day free trial, you know, so you could like, collect your 200 business cards and like, you know, use the trial for free and then get rid of it if you don't want to keep it. But there's always hacks and ways to making it happen by doing your own research. Um, so that's like one thing. Um, another really thing. Tip. Yeah. Another thing is like, um, like as a union actor, I get the agent gets 10 percent. You know, as a non-union uh, talent, modeling, commercials, whatever, sometimes agencies take 15 or 20 percent. You know, I, I don't know what the deals are. You know, ag different agencies are different. But right. with a union actor, the you know, the agent takes 10. The manager takes 10. Some try to take 15. But you're like you negotiate. You're like, no, you're getting 10 or I'm walking. But, <laughs> um, you know, um, so so since they get 10 percent, what about the other percent? It's show business. So I would go coffees, lunches, teas, networking, da da da. And I would do all that. And I'd be like, blah, 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 how I am now, chatty catty, da 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 da. And, you know, and just put myself out there, be vulnerable. And not everyone's like that, right? But I would do it not because like I'm the best at it. I had to develop that skill. I'm more of a homebody. You know what I mean? I am, I am very introverted in a lot of ways, but I knew I had to develop that skill. And if I didn't do it, no one was going to do it for me. So I chose to do that. And I'm, I'm an actor. So I like, you know, put on my public persona and, but I stick to my core values of who I am. And I explore like 
you know, I've had many journeys of um, exploring what that looked like for me, you know, from what society says, generational trauma, blah, blah, blah. But to stick, stay focused here, um, you know, when it came to networking, I would go out and I would network and I would, you know, talk to people. And then, you know, if they had opportunities, I would then bring them to my agency. Right. So I'd put myself out there so I could be popular in that way or ethical in that way to connect with the social media. I think it's so much easier now because you can build your brand independently and literally the networks and producers, they have A&R people and music and producers, they have scouts. You don't need to be in Hollywood anymore. They will find you. They will find you. They will come for you. So do your thing. It's cool. I have my podcast. Cause it's like, um, you know, uh, I'm like now if a producer or director, someone hears and sees me, they're like, Oh, like, you know, she's in a humanitarian, she's an artist, she's an art curator, she's curating a collaboration, and they're donating 20% to Ukraine, um, to Ukraine Red Cross, like this person is a good person who I would probably want to be with on set or a TV series for a few years, I'm gonna like contact her manager and have her uh, read for you know, a project or they, them, yeah, I go by both. Well, I, I like she, her, they, them, but I do identify as she, her and they, them. So, but they could hear me and be like, yo, we like the vibes. So then I could read for the project. And then, and then when I'm talking about on my podcast or when it comes out, the people, the audiences will be like, oh, this person's a perfect fit for the project. And this person's into this, this, and this. And that's how we're building and growing as a society now, right? To yeah. be, you know, in communities collecting together instead of it all being haywire, like, like it has been, which has been very confusing for all of us. Yeah. So that's mainly what inspired you to get into podcasting or you had a, a, a different reason. Great question. Classic. This is a classic question. You're going <laughs> to love this. You're going to love this. So as a kid, my first piece was called the oddball. I'm a poet. And Something happened when I was a kid. I remember I was on my bedroom floor writing and there was a split and there was a split where you're like angelic, demonic, angelic, demonic. And then there was like this voice speaking and it was like, do I listen to that voice or do I listen to that voice? Like, which voice do you, which is the good voice? You know, it's like what they plant into us, like, you know, in religion and TV and all that stuff. Right. right? Where all of a yeah. sudden you're not a baby anymore and you have to start making some choices. So I have this ancient wisdom like whispering in my ear. I had this ancient wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. And I followed it. I trusted it. I nurtured it. And I saw so many people trying that theirs was out or people would try to put theirs out. And I'm like, I'm going to, this is sacred. This is my gift. Everyone has it, but this is mine. And I, if I don't do this, I'm going to be like them, angry and upset. And I'm going to be like them. And I need to protect this. So I had this ancient wisdom, which was an inner knowing, like that voice, right? Mm -hmm. And I followed it and I yearned for it. And I was a seeker and I always went on my journey and I wanted people to, you know, hold my hand and lift me up and say, hey, here's a platform and let's take this angelic being and put her on the platform because of blah, blah, blah. So I said I wanted to do that for other people. Right. And so I wanted to start my podcast nine years ago, but I didn't know how to get on the train tracks. Right. And then um, in 2019, Isolde in my stand up comedy class. She had a podcast. She taught me how to get on the train tracks. And I'm like, I'm going to have this space, right, to hash out my insecurities, to be more vulnerable, to put myself out there for people to get to know me because I was so isolated and hiding from myself, like playing these games, psychological games with myself of hiding from myself, which was very confusing. And I wanted to, you know, hey, this took me 10 years. But with evolution and you hearing my podcast, this could take you 10 months or 10 days or 10 minutes. And I'm like, I want to be the person to be that, that person that I, that I didn't have when I was a kid or to honor the people who did show up for me, who were there for me. So I want to be massive in that way. I'm a ripple effect. There's no right and wrong. You know, it's just like this is my experience of life. That's why I love podcasters and podcasting, because we get to break down the energies of the stigmas. And what what's not serving us, what didn't work stories so they can come out so we can shape shift our current circumstances now. And so we can grow for a better humanity together, you know, so that's why I have my podcast and I do what I do. First and foremost, that ancient wisdom and paying it forward for others. 
so I noticed you have a lot of NFT content on your podcast, and that's something we're pretty new to. Uh, so when did you first get into pod? Um, sorry, uh, NFTs. Well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I I onboard people, and uh, I'm dropping my whole entire podcast as uh, NFTs. So you hmm. can drop your episodes as NFTs. I didn't okay. think um, about that. Yeah. So uh, I'll and there's something with utility. There's something called with NFTs called utility. So it's not like, oh, yeah. just a JPEG or it's just an audio. Well, I can go to 31 different platforms and hear this for free. Why would I purchase this podcast when I can listen to it for free? Why? The utility behind it. OK, for example, like a couple different things. And, and then I'll tell you the story of how I got involved. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, let's say I have an NFT, right? And it's just me on the podcast. I don't have to think about anyone else except for myself releasing it, putting it as an NFT, and I'm paying it forward and gifting 20% to a uh, mental health awareness or to uh, Model Alliance who support, um, you know, models because they don't have contracts, you know, from having eating disorders and doing drugs or, you know, being raped, right? So I grew up as a model and I saw a lot of that stuff and how girls were. So I want to pay it forward. And I love Model Alliance and what Sarah's doing. So I could, you know, uh, put proceeds there. Or if you're into animals, you can donate to, you know, animal places. So every NFT collection and project I have, I always gift a a percent to something that aligns with me, uh, the project, um, the collection and any other any other NFT artists who are involved. And it's a collaborative thing where we're paying it forward in addition to, you know, honoring ourselves as sovereign beings. Okay, cool. Now, um, the utility that could come with that, like if they, oh my God, this episode, like I own this episode, not only is a percent going paying forward to something you believe in, but um, I'm going to have a 30 minute chat with um, the podcast team. And it's going to be they're going to be able to like ask questions, go back and forth or uh, IRL in in real life, um, you know, lunch or, you know, an exclusive of something or like like I'm going to send you a T-shirt. You know what I mean? Like so you it's, yeah. utilities can be different no matter what you want it to be, depending on the project. We could go on for days. But um, NFT is a non fungible token. And I got into NFTs in 2018. And so I was um, like, whoa. And like one of my friends, there was a blockchain. It was the 1111 fund in 2018. It was on the rooftop um, downtown, downtown uh, LA. And I was DJing. I was the DJ, right, for this blockchain crypto art event. And there were these NFT artists who had physical artworks and I have physical paintings as well. My physical artworks. They're like, Oh, you're a painter too. Then why don't you bring your paintings? So my very first NFT experience, crypto blockchain experience for the 1111 fund and my birthday is 1111. I'm DJing the party and where there's this amazing, you know, sushi chef there and like sushi four or five hours of sushi and like all these gorgeous people and this buzz and this energy. And I have seven of my physical paintings on that people can buy as NFTs, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was my introduction. And then, then, then I was, um, you know, at like in the Hollywood Hills with like Larry David speaking on like gear foundation and how all these people are involved. And it's like, it's a, it's for the environment that this is this blockchain. Then there was another blockchain where it was like private jet companies were having me like curate and host influencers and bring them to dinners and have experiences. And I produce like, yeah, okay. These influencers are who are coming to this dinner, you know, um, raising funds for this, this, and this. And how about we give like someone at the dinner table, they pick a number and whatever, you know, whatever number they pick, like based on the number that they pick, they get like, um, uh, uh, a trip on a on a private jet, them and a guest to to somewhere. And then I was being flown to New York City and I was hosting dinners, like forty thousand dollar dinners with like these high society people at the Baccarat. And like like it was so wild. It was so over my head. And there was these people from Asia and everywhere. And they were like spending all this money and like bringing all these people to raise funds for all these different blockchains. And I saw some come. I saw some go. And I saw like, oh, so I was like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, Hmm, I like this one because it's about the environment. Oh, I like this blockchain because they're they're sustainable. Like, you know, like it was like I was like picking what kind of blockchain I was vibing with. Right. Um, 
So it was all over my head. I was traveling the world. And then all of a sudden, Blau, right, Justin from Vegas, um, revolutionizes the music industry um, March of last year and um, took an album from three years ago, put it on an auction, and it went for like 11.6 million. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, boom, and I got it. I was like, okay, cool. I got it. I got it. And I was like all in. A few weeks later, Grimes released her new album on Nifty Gateway for six mil. And um, I released them that same month uh, in March. I released my first NFT. I'm officially the first artist to release a love poem on the blockchain that's coupled with this Polaroid, which is super rare because um, it was discontinued by the company Polaroid in 2001. And so it's this art piece, poetry that I wrote from my book, coupled with this Polaroid, this original Polaroid. So it's super rare because NFTs are all about the rarity. Like, how is this? How is this an NFT? Like, how is this rare? Like, what's the story behind it? And having descriptions. And then so that's one way. And then there's people who are do it as individuals like I did. There's people who have teams. There's people who are individual who build small teams. Like you have a collective going on, which is cool. So you just healthy communicate and onboard people into the community and you do things organically. You have a grassroots flow, which seems like y'all already have that ethic and that vibe to you. So it's not like sell someone on it. It's just naturally who you are. There are people who aren't like that, where you have to like switch up the psychology to be like, yo, it's not about me, 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 grab and go like a pump and dump, you know? Um, You know, there's all these like, uh, uh, like on a massive level, there's like 10,000 generative projects where it's like, oh my God, like, how do you do 10,000 pieces? And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be that. You don't have to have $10,000 or all this money to get involved in NFTs. You can literally have no money and do NFTs. Like Hey Lair, I have three collaborations on Hey Lair thus far. We have um, 12 this for 2022. Um, there's no gas fees for the talent. There's no gas fees. Um, they take 10% and there's no gas fees and the gas fees are minimum, but the company takes care of it. There's Tezos. It's sustainable. A lot of people are in Tezos. Um, there's this new one that I'm going to be minting on soon. That's like really, it's getting good hype and it's really sustainable, um, called doing good. Right. Um, and they have a, a project right now cause they're wanting to get the brand awareness out to people. They have this, an, an abundance token, this abundance NFT. And it's like, oh my God, I had it looping last night for like an hour and a half. Cause it's really tranquil. It's amazing. And you can mint as many as you want. I minted four. I'm giving a one. Cause I want it. I'm like, yo, I sent this to someone. They have no idea what they're doing. I'm like, if you can figure it out. And I'm like, they're not going to figure it out. So I ended up just minting one for them and I'll give it to them as a gift, but you can give NFTs as a gift. And they have 11,111. And that's, you know, a smart marketing way to like gift them to people and get your brand and your message. So right now for your podcast, what you could do is you could get up on one of the marketplaces because you don't have your own smart contract yet, but I would employ you to, um, get your own smart contract. You can get your own smart contract. There's manifold.xyz. You can learn about smart contracts, do your own smart contract, have your own smart contract on your own website and bring people to your website to mint from your site with your contract. And, you know, and with your, for your podcast, if you wanted, you can have your own merch line, people who, um, you know, pick up the token or who they're a part of the pre-sale. If they're a part of the the project, they have like, you know, exclusives like meetups, like once a month or once every six months or, you know, once a year. And they're a part of the community and vibe of what you're doing. Um, A short example real quick is like, I could keep, I could go on for years here, but one example is um, Sabat. S-A-B-E-T is an amazing artist in the community, great um, person. And he has Tokyo Punks. And it's his his experience when he went to Tokyo. And they're like, dope, dope, dope. And there's under 5,000 Tokyo Punks. They're all unique. And this is what he did. The utility, right? The utility. The licensing terms, okay, is this. When you own a punk, which I do, I own a punk, right? Yeah. That can be my logo. So now that's my logo. I can make money off of my punk 100 percent license, the licensing terms. So my assistant made a whole merch line for me because I get about seven offers a day for my punk, but I'm not selling it. I'm holding it to the moon like I love it. Like it's my punk. I'm not I'm a collector like I love it. It's my vibe. It's my community, my people. And so when there's an IRL, like a real life event that Sawbot's having with people who have a punk, 
of under 5,000 people, like, um, cause there's only under 5,000. Like when I go to this party or this event, it'll be people who also have a punk and we probably have like cool stuff to talk about. And those are our, be our friends who we eat with, who we chill with, who we make music with, who we want on our podcast, who, we, who we're going to collaborate with and scale and grow together. So that's the vision and ways like you can make money. And then why would people want to buy this? Well, you can give them access with licensing terms and I can give you um, like Board Ape Yacht Club, Time Pieces by Time, you know, like all these different um, projects. They have their public licensing terms and you can literally just like follow suit and be like, we're going to give these to our people. That's why Board Ape Yacht Club got so big. One of the reasons, because the people, ha- whatever ape they have, they can then take it and put it on jackets. They can, you know, put it on merch and sell it and make money, you know, mm-hmm. and then be with like-minded people who are involved in that community and they can grow and have fun together and make money together. So th- that's, and it's, it's like, lastly, I'm going to say it like this and I'm, I'm sure you have questions going on here, but <laughs> it's like, it's like if you're going to go to a Britney Spears concert, right. <laughs> or like, um, what's his name? That little Wayne, when I was in Atlanta, little Wayne performed, right. Do you remember when Little Wayne performed and there was a there someone shot a gun and they had to close it down a few years ago? It was in 2018 when he came out with five that album. I think it was numer the numerology five. Okay, yeah, that I album. Anyway, you show up to a Little Wayne concert. Oh, you're like, yo, no, you these are my people. I'd hang out with them. Or you show up to a Britney Spears concert, you're like, yo, these are the people bopping Britney Spears. But then you leave. Or at my first co- concert was Corn. Corn with a K and I show up and I'm like, yo, these are the corn heads. But like when I'm when I'm in La- when I'm in Livonia, Michigan, it's like I don't see those corn people around like I'm so isolated. I feel so alone. Same thing going to EDM parties like underground rave parties. when I was a kid growing up. It's like all these cool kids. But when I'm walking around, around during the day at the mall, I'm seeing a bunch of like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like that. It's like that. That's what's happening. It's like when you're, when you're involved with um, projects that offer those kind of utilities. So you find what what that means for you and if that interests you that might not interest you you know so whatever interests you you find that and it's out there and if it's not you create it it's so early in the game that we're talking about it anything that you want that you've been wanting to do anything that you're thinking of yes it can happen and your mom and your dad and your brother and your ex and your partner they're not going to say no they're going to be like yes to that idea and if if they don't know how to do it they're going to you know introduce you to people who know how and that's the exciting thing about the innovators in the space with the technology and curiosity and we're shape-shifting i mean they're bring, our friends are, have brought healthcare to the space you know nonprofits to the space like it's beautiful yeah i'm even hearing real estate stuff going on with nfts so yeah. what has been your experience with different platforms and are you do you um I'm guessing you use multiple platforms, but can you tell us your experience with that and what are some of your favorite platforms that you would 1,000. 1,000. Great, great question. So uh, for me personally, um, I'm going to be on all of the platforms. Mm-hmm. All the platforms. Like uh, Blau created Join Royale. Uh, I'm going to be on that. There's Sound XYZ. I'm going to be on that one. My album, I dropped 11.11 on my birthday on OpenSea. So OpenSea um, and Rarible, um, OpenSea is kind of like the Sotheby's Christie's mecca of art, right? Of like the hearsay, right? And and also the people behind it, right? The money behind it is um, gives people a lot of confidence of the, the security in that way. Um, because there are other places that could be here and then not here. They might be here, but then not here. Right. You don't know. Like it's, it's like literally probably around $1,500 to build your own smart contract right now. Right. So like the sooner you do it, the better. And you have your own smart contract. And so the thing about OpenSea, they have a smart contract. So if I'm minting something tonight, which I am on OpenSea, I don't pay any gas fees. I'll tell you about that Mm. in a minute. I can mint something on on, on on OpenSea. The collector, whoever buys it, pays the gas fee. So I buy things on OpenSea all the time. And so I'm a collector. So I pay the gas fee. So there's websites and apps and you can see gas fees. Like right now, right now, this moment, my two of my friends just like you get friends. Like they'll like tell you like, yo, gas is low. All time low. Gas is low. Like gas yeah. is 
so low right now, all time low. Like if you want to admit anything right now is the time to do it. Like right now, mm-hmm. as we're speaking, because gas is so low. So there's websites you can go to. Um, there's a, like an ETH app, Ethereum. It's like orange and blue and it can tell you the gas fees. So you just mint when it's when it's low. So um, then there's like um, guess, other platforms for our listeners. If you're just jumping in now, we are talking about cryptocurrency gas fees. The gas fees in real life are extremely high right now. We're talking about cryptocurrency. They're low. They're low. They're low. Right. No, as far as real life gas fees, as far as the, it's the joke. Right now, people are. It's nine dollars. Right. Gas is nine dollars. Oh, 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 that gas. That right. gas. Okay, got it. Just let that- me know if they're, if they're just coming in the conversation. We're talking, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, OK. So I have another thing for y'all. So. Um, if you're listening to this right now, if you go to my website, chinakas.com and you put in your email, I have an automation set up where it gives you not only a pink sheet, but it gives you, um, lingo, the terminology like gas, mint, do your own research, alpha, um, aping in like technology. Um, it's like, it's like being a baby, right? And people are like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Well, when you're a baby, you don't know what's going on. Just like, like make the noise, then crawl, (laughs) then walk, then articulate. But if I go to Japan, like I I don't speak Japanese, you know what I'm saying? But if you're like some people, there's like books, they're like, oh, I'm I'm planning a trip to Paris. They like learn some words to respect and honor the country to get around, you know what I mean? So you can like hear if something's happening, you know, educate yourself. So it's best just to educate yourself and definitely on board. There's some like really cool things happening. It's the the way of the world, you know, in an X amount of years, um, everyone will be, everyone will be um, involved in, in, in the space in yeah. some capacity. Um, so if you're hearing about it now, you're very early and it's an opportunity to capitalize and spearhead and, and get involved in, cause you could, the it's endless possibility. So yeah, to put in your email. I have some automation set up. I also, you can also email me. I have uh, bi-weekly Zooms where I educate and onboard people um, and do tips and educational things. Uh, also, I'm on Twitter spaces, Katie Chinock is my name. So um, right now, as, you're, as, as we're speaking, if you're on the Twitter spaces and you're following certain people, like the pink sheet has the people you should follow, including mm-hmm. myself, then you go to the top of your Twitter and you'll see like all these rooms going on. You're like, oh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, OpenSea, Ukraine, mental health, ADHD, um, you know, LGBTQA, like people of color, like they have it, they have it all. You know what I mean? Like music, like uh, filmmakers, women empowerment, non-binary, like anything you want, it's there. And uh, you can be a part of the conversation or you could just listen and it's just absolutely free. But the number one currency is our thought is our attention like so the person tuning in and watching now like thank you for being here because you could be anywhere and we can only focus on one thing at a time and so to be here right now it's sacred and it's meant to be you know and like to be aware of those things but so, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't mean to yeah break your train of thought you were talking gas no. fees though yeah or different platforms yeah different <laughs> platforms yeah yeah so there's there's different there's definitely different marketplaces uh can't list them all right now, but What's I could probably put it. One? I could probably put it in the pink sheet, though. I'll put. Okay. I'll do that. Thank you. Okay. I'll put marketplaces. I'll and I'll, I'll put a bunch. You know, um, favorite one. Mm, can't say if I have a favorite one, actually. But what I want to share with you is I will be on all the marketplaces because. Um, oh, I'm a part of uh, South by Southwest the largest NFT exhibition that's happening. Um, Some of my um, digital art is included. I wrote poetry pieces and I also did spoken word poetry for it. So, um, and I minted that on mint gold dust, mint gold dust. You do have to pay a gas fee. So I did it at a, uh, at an hour where I pay low gas fees and they do take 15%. Hey, Lair, H E Y L A. Yer.com. It's built on stacks. It's Bitcoin and there's no gas fees. They pay the gas fees and they take 10%. Open C, there's no gas fees for you. You can just put it on there, right? And the collector pays the gas fee. Now, the thing I wanted to tell you about um, 
OpenSea is like you get a MetaMask wallet and your MetaMask wallet, you connect it to your OpenSea and your first mint, you have to pay a gas fee one time. So do it when it's low and you pay the gas fee because they need to identify that your wallet is real, that you're not a bot. So it takes the actual currency from your MetaMask wallet to OpenSea one time and one time only. And then after that, you never have to pay a gas fee again um, because the collector pays the gas fee. So um, it's the, you know, like awesome. And it's, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's oversaturated. Open, open sea. So many people are on open sea. Um, so there are different marketplaces. But, you know, like I said, you can have your own. There's Solana. There's Polygon. Um, there's Matic. Um, you know, a lot of people, um, like I said, you can have your own website where they meant my friend uh, Jimena Bunavita, who is on my podcast a few weeks ago. Um, she did her own smart contract and she did it right from her website. But then secondary went over to OpenSea. So the secondary okay. market, you know, so you could sell something and then um, then it could resell like it could it could sell to other people. Hmm. I need to look into smart contract. I do development and I'm trying to get into um, web three development and I'm just like scratching the surface. Oh, I can, I, uh, we need you a lot. uh, um, Yeah. It's called the dev D E V. So you're, you're called the dev just. (laughs) Um, That's the lingo. But there are people um, who uh, work in web three and they're developers. And what they do is they onboard web three into web two. They integrate them. But I can introduce you to some dev people who can give you some lingos and things like that. And I can tell you some people who to follow. But definitely yeah. a lot of people want to connect with DAOs, decentralized okay. autonomous organizations um, and dev people for sure. You know, uh, and for you, you can find out some cool um, community projects that are popular. You can ask me, I can tell you anytime, but you can then reach out to them. I can show you how to do that too. And you just say, Hey, like, uh, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a dev and uh, I'm new to the space and I would love to, you know, be a part of what's going on. And maybe you're a community builder in discord or something like that. And then you offer your services and your time as you're learning. And then what they do is normally they like, like if, you know, they could pay you, but in ETH, and then you start building your ETH that way instead of taking your own mm. money and, and getting Ethereum right. and crypto, they can pay you in crypto and they could like gift you NFTs. And that NFT, that's maybe 200 or 300 or 500. I mean, it could then be like 15,000 or 200,000, like, because you don't know which projects are going to blow and go to the moon. So, yeah. anyway, you can be a community builder and your, like I said, your energy is like your number one currency just to be interested and get involved in ethical projects and community of people. Then you're helping them. You're taking loads off of them. Like if you came to me like, yeah, like, like I want to get involved. I'm like, okay, cool. Do this, do this, do this. And then I'm going to remember that energy. It's reciprocal. And then while you're doing that, I'm like, okay, meet this person, meet this person, this person. And then you scale and grow, scale and grow, scale and grow. That's, that's like an interweb of like web three. That's the vibe. That's, that's how it is. Right. It's one, it's one way. I'm saying that's one way. Yeah. Because you want to learn, yeah. you know, and for you. Do you identify as ladies over here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> OK, so there was an article that my friend sent me. It came out January 12th. Only five percent of women are in crypto or in NFTs. So mm-hmm. right now having this conversation and the more you dive in and learn immediately, like just study, 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 you could literally be like. Uh, spearheading, especially in the African uh, American culture community, uh, community, and from being from Ethiopia. I mean, I've met people from Ethiopia. Like, there's not too many. The people I could introduce you. Like, the people are there's like Tribex. There's some really cool projects. Like, people will introduce you to these people, and they're, you're like, yeah, these are my people. You know what I mean? And y'all like support and help one another. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 I mean, you could be spearheading in no time. Yeah. I mean, you have. You have someone like me on your team and some other, you know, people who are like, bah, 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 bah. you know what I mean? You yeah. do what you do. I do what I do. Everyone does what they do. And we grow together. There's a really cool project. I'm going off real quick. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, My BFF. And it's um, it's a uh, blockchain friends forever. And uh, it's a team of uh, 
100 women, non-binary and, um, you know, all that jazz. Um, and Mila Kunitz is involved, but it's like, it's like 100, it's, there's no like males. It's just like all LGBTQ. It's, um, people of color, um, BIPOC. Is it, is it by, it's BIPOC, right? Yeah. So. BIPOC. I, I just came across BIPOC? that word. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, I heard that word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's the first time I've like I I I know it. And I've read it. I've seen it. And I've heard other people say it. it's my first time. I like spat it out. It just came naturally. But um, of color. But um, but yeah. So um, um, there's there's all these people involved in that community. I think it's like a cool project to follow. But that's like a massive, a hundred, a hundred divine feminine uh that divine feminine energy like cool mm, there's other projects too but and, and then there's just like two people doing it together or one person but it's good the best thing to do is collaborate you know what i mean so we're not doing it all on our own there's so much and it happens so fast like you think i'm talking fast like i mean there's probably a whole new web three since i've been on this call you know what i'm yeah. saying like that's the vibe that it moves so fast yeah. yeah so many new projects like how do you keep up uh with different news that are going on in the NFT world, the Twitter, or do you have other sources? You great question. Great question. It's impossible. There's the FOMO <laughs> fear of missing out. Right. Yeah. Like, like, uh, I was there when board apes was introduced. It was $200. I was there. Wow. Uh, Nyla, the, you know, do you know Nyla? I don't know Nyla. I know. Oh baby. my gosh. Okay. Wow. Yams project these projects like I was right there but I was I was personally growing through a transition in my life where um, I was advised um, you know uh, not to invest in certain things because I was clearing some things and so I didn't and so I kind of like was kind of turning a blind eye and was like this for a while because I it was just it was just paining me that I just couldn't get involved you know that I couldn't like be more a part of it how I wanted to be but long story short um what I do now is what excites me, what makes what's curious, what's going on with the community of people I respect and admire and their 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 forethought leaders that I respect and look up to. And um, they're educating me and empowering me. And then I'm a part of the ripple effect. And I do that for others. So like there's a one there's a one piece. There's like Keith Grossman who is the president of time and uh, it's independent. They're not public, so he can do whatever he wants. So then he, he has time pieces, P E um, P I E C E S pieces, right? And um, time pieces. And there's different cl collaborations, but uh, my friend Carlos Luna James, who was on my podcast season three, like ugh, mind blown. I just love his, his, him as a person, his ethics, his values. Um, his art and it's like, whoa. And so um, uh, what a year later, he's uh, an official artist for time and like, whoa, I was celebrating it. I was like, oh, so cool. And I didn't even know what it was all, what it was all about. Then there was like a, a clear list for these time pieces and they have all these different collections. And I'm like, oh my God, like I, I, it excited me. I'm like, I want in on this. So I contacted him I'm like, yo, and like he got me on the clear list so I could like mint one. I was able to mint one in presale before it went up to the public. Right. And so I was able to do that. And my reveal was science and technology. Like I'm all about science and technology. So it attuned to who I was. There was another one with um, she's the first African-American uh, uh, astronaut who's a poet. And she went to space and she read her poetry in space. And like this amazing African-American woman. And she was talking about this in February for like, you know, um, you know, on the stage, like talking. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So I went to the website and like uh, I saw her NFT collections. There's only like 100 of them, limited edition. And then there was like this other one. Um, and it was ab about these astronauts who like went to space. So I'm like, yo, I need to have one of these. Like, this is so cool. Like, it's like getting something and knowing about something and then like everyone else finding out about it. And it's like, oh, man, if I wish I would have known about it. And it's like I did and I got it. So it's like I'm holding it to the moon. But there's like, you know, so what, 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 do, what do I do? I follow the excitement. What excites me? What excites me? You know, so that's, that's the important thing. Um, understanding the people involved, the utility about it, you know, um, so I'm not getting involved with something that like, 
if it's just like something like I get messages like so many times a day, I just delete it. I don't if I don't know them and it looks like someone's just spamming me, it's like a copy and paste kind of thing. It's a bot, someone getting paid to do that. That's not the way you want to approach me. If someone writes me an email, you know what I mean? And they're like, yo, this and a couple people have and they're they're like coming in nonstop. It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, and then I can ask some questions and talk to them. So ask questions, be curious, find out more. You know, if someone, if it seems too good to be true or if they're hiding information or if you're asking and they can't explain, they don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. just be like, yo, just like spare me and like send me to someone who does know. You know what I mean? Like, let's not like waste each other's time over here. Like, let's be real transparent. And there's just a lot of, great communities and information out there. Um, but it's, it's like I said, it's your energy. It's doing your own research. So when you're getting an NFT, are you storing it in, in the platform or can you, I know you're connecting your, your MetaMask wallet in order, let's say OpenSea. Yeah. And you buy one and it goes into, I'm guessing your MetaMask wallet, the actual NFT. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a digital asset, right? right. It's a digital. A- so if, like someone comes to your house, you're they're flexing they're like, yo, look at all my sneakers or like, yo, look at like my hundred pairs of sunglasses. They're physical now. Mm-hmm. in like five years from now, when you're talking to brands and companies, they're going to be like, yo, let me see your collection. It's going to be digital assets and they're going to be able to tell all about who you are based on what you've collected. And well, you, you're, you're you're like, that's going to be a vibe. But that's. The, what you can do, though, you can also get a ledger, right? Right. So That's why I was asking a, with cryptocurrency. Yeah. I know you can put it in a physical wallet or have it in the exchange or in the cloud in your own wallet. So I wasn't yeah. sure like how NFT works when you get it. Is it the same way as as crypto or a token? You have you you can get a cold wallet and um and a hot wallet so you can store it in a ledger. Right. Um, That's the ultimate way to. They say to, you know, keep it safe. So in case someone gets hacked or something, I also think if we're talking about hacking and, and, um, and safety here is you have like a public, a wallet with MetaMask, you have a public wallet, right? So I can give it to you. I can give it to the world and it's the EtherScan website and you can look at every transaction of how much money goes in of what's minted of what comes out, blah, 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 blah. Like you can, if someone's hacking, like you can like see like what's going on on EtherScan because yeah. that's the technology of the blockchain. So what I recommend and what people do is what you can do is. So with MetaMask, you get a seed phrase and you never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> give it to anybody. You never yeah. take a screenshot of it. You never write it in your notes. You never write it down. You never put it into an email. Never. That's the first thing you just never need to know what to do. And the also thing that you know, what you need to know is if you're on Discord and Twitter, never click any links, never click Mm -hmm. any links because these people will, it'll look like something amazing. Um, They happened to open C just um, two weeks ago where someone was uh, hacking for about 30 days and um, OpenSea wrote a, an email to everyone that there, we had to like move to they were migrating with contracts and you had to go to OpenSea to do it. And then like a week later, like another email came out, but it was from a hacker and the head, the cover letter, everything looked like it was legit from OpenSea, but it wasn't. And it wasn't OpenSea's fault, but that's what a hacker did. That's how like smart these people are. So I didn't I didn't click on that. Even when I got something like that, I went straight to OpenSea. Thank God. But I didn't even do that. I went straight to OpenSea. But it's not like they were going after the people who have like millions of, you know, board apes and like millions of like, you know, worth of crypto stuff like that. Like not not mine. But but okay. so that's one thing. Don't ever give your seed phrase to anyone. Right. You're like, oh, my God. But what if I get in a car accident? I have a concussion. Something happens. Right. Put it in like write it down somewhere very safe where no one's going to see it. And then hide it and, and put it somewhere else too. like write it down in a couple different areas. And be, it's 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 being sovereign beings and it's a responsibility. Right. Um, and it's a responsibility. So don't don't give your seed phrase. Don't put it on any electronics. I know I've said it 17 times, but <laughs> people still do it. And it's like then they're like, oh, my God, like just don't do it. And then the other and don't just when you when you're on the discords, there's a setting you can just turn off DMs. So people cannot DM you. 
So the the they won't DM you. Don't that's the bots. It's the hackers. The other thing is um, what I was going to share is um, oh, so when you have your MetaMask and you have your seed phrase, right? Mm-hmm. You can have an account and you can open multiple accounts under that one MetaMask. So what yeah. what I would do if I were you, I know it's a lot, but I would have your seed phrase in one met. I would have a MetaMask account with a seed phrase mm-hmm. with a public wallet that you send to everyone so they can send you gifts and your public wallets out there, blah, 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 blah. Then I would have another MetaMask account. I wouldn't open an account from the same MetaMask. I would have an entirely new, create an entirely new account with another seed phrase. Yes. So instead of having yeah. one seed phrase, two. So you can keep like, it's like having a checking and a savings account, right? But yeah. not under the same. So it's like having a checking and a savings. So it's like you're having money in this one. Don't give people that public wallet. Just keep that for you only. And then you can transfer money over to the MetaMask where you give people that, you know, uh, public public wallet address, you know, and then that's what that's what I would do. I look at it as like a savings and a checking. So then no one can ever like touch this. Right. Oh, you can't see my hands. Sorry. No <laughs> one can ever uh, touch the one on the right. No one has that public address. Only you do. That's where you keep all your crypto. And then if you want to make purchases, you can, you know, send it to the other MetaMask wallet where you can actually do the purchases. So I think it's a very safe way. You know, it's a responsible, safe way to do it. Is MetaMask your favorite wallet? <laughs> I Yeah, I love MetaMask. That's uh-huh. what, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's the so, most popular, but I wasn't sure if that's like, you know, the best choice. Yeah. So the thing is, um, what I have to do right now is. I have to have so Coinbase and then so from my bank account, I put it into Coinbase the first time they hold it for like 14 days. So if you want to mint on something, it's like get it, get it going. Even if you just want to send a dollar like right now, like download Coinbase, set up the account, connect it to your MetaMask, put one dollar from your bank account, one dollar, five dollars into your Coinbase because it's going to be stuck there for 14 days. Um, that's for some reason, the transaction, that's how long it takes. Um, and then after that, like now, if I go right now to my bank and I'm like, oh, I want to put money in my MetaMask, I have to like go to bank, I have to go to my Coinbase. I have to, um, it's already connected to my bank. I put the money in there. It has to sit there for four days. And it's like, oh, three days, two days. One. Okay, okay, now your money's available. And then you can tra- transfer it to, you know, Matic, um, Ethereum, Bitcoin, whatever you want to change it to, Ethereum. And I then transfer it to my MetaMask, which is a pain. I don't want to do all that. I don't want to do all that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No way. Come on. But so on MetaMask, there's this company like called Transit or something like that. And you can like, put money there and it goes directly to your MetaMask. But like a lot of states don't take Hawaii in New York. Right. So mm-hmm. now I have to, when I go to California, I'm going to open up um, like a credit union a bank account so I can just be able to have a different bank besides New York. So I can just skip the middleman and hopefully just like like upload it right to the MetaMask and then it's just there. So I don't have to do the Coinbase thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, also, there's MoonPay. I'm not an affiliate, but I'm a fan. Uh, I met them at Art Basel in December. It's in MoonPay. And you can totally just like take your money, put it on MoonPay and MoonPay, you know, sends it to your public wallet into into your MetaMask. So you can do that. But, you know, again, they don't take New York or Hawaii, I think, as well. So um, there are about New York and Hawaii. What why is that different or do they have different? regulations there regulations laws yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah there's some it's it's all over but um i found out about it like a week or two ago biden's about to like pass some law blah 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 and then everyone's posting about it yesterday and today um about the regulations of crypto and bitcoin and stuff like that so um and i saw someone post something like you know 
Biden will go down as like the smartest president ever if he, um, you know, passes some bill about crypto and things like that. So we'll, well, there's things happening right now with, with laws and le- uh, uh, leg- uh, legislations. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. very exciting. It's all very new. Uh, it's a lot to keep up with, but um, we can only do our best, you know, and like like I said, follow the curiosity because it's, if it's super stressful, like you have a great partnership there. So it's like whatever you do is awesome and then you can support and then whatever you do is awesome and then you can support. So, you know, it's good to have someone to do it together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Before we get ready to close things out, um, you did give us links to your stuff before. Could you give us links again and, and share with us any future any projects? Project, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chinakas.com, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S. So if you go to Chinakas.com, uh, all my social media handles are on there. I do industry thing. I have biweekly Zooms I do with onboarding people into Web3. Um, at the top of my website, it says uh, NFT artist. You can click on there and see all my collections that I have out thus far. So if you have money and <laughs> if you want to support, um, definitely purchase some of my NFTs. That would be awesome. Also, I have a whole merch line. So if you like my podcast, she's all over the place or my or, or not my crypto punk uh, or my Tokyo punk. You could totally, um, you know, buy a mug or a T-shirt or a sweatshirt and rock out my punk. That's super cool. Um <laughs> And uh, that that'd mean a lot. That'd be that'd be super cool. And and, and anyone who's hearing this that does that, and you just uh, like take a screenshot and send it to me, I'll give you a shout out on my podcast. How about that? Nice. Sounds good. And I think you I also have a music project as right. well. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah, any music projects? Oh yeah. Know? Yeah, it's called Dreamland Eleven Eleven. It's under um, Saint Kiriaki. It's streaming everywhere. I also dropped the whole album on OpenSea as NFTs, and two of my mm. music NFTs were purchased by um, the NFT artist Blake Jameson, who's also an NFT curator and collector. And so he picked up two of my NFTs, which was super awesome, and that really meant a lot. So I mean, not only to be in music NFTs, but to be an artist who has their like music sold. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so cool. You know, I'm in a very, very small pool and, and, you know, being divine feminine, that's like super, you know, rare. So I'm, I'm very aware and I'm very grateful to be um, a part of this collective and, and what's happening. It's very, very cool. But the album, um, I grew up on EDM music. I, I grew up going to all the rave parties and stuff. I grew up with, like Outkast, Nas, you know, um, Eminem, like all that stuff. So Tupac, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and um, and I grew up in the EDM scene. So I was listening to the beats, instrumentals and the vibes and everything like that. And it's like poetry. So it's like I do written poetry, spoken word poetry with my voice. But then when I'm making the beats on pads and stuff, it's just it's their instrumental po- poetic feelings of like what I'm what I'm growing through, what I'm what I'm feeling, you know, good, uh, frustrated, whatever. So um, I have a project out under the sophisticated psychos that I have in, with a duo. You can hear our music collectively with Nikki Scorpio. He has his uh, his single coming out <clears throat> called Manifest um, in a few weeks here. And he's dropping a bunch of NFTs. But um, I have my solo project called um um, Saint Kiriaki, uh, Dreamland Eleven Eleven is the album. It's all dubstep and future trap, and um, seven out of the eleven uh, tracks are instrumental, and four of them are spoken word poetry. And it's all about divine femininity and claiming and reclaiming one's power. So it's exploring those kind of things, goddesses and things of that nature. Okay. Well, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. We also like to thank you, Katie, for taking the time and consideration to come and teach us about so many different things and just sharing a lot of positive energy with us today. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. Of course, of course. Like I said, there's no right and wrong. I'm just being here as an open vessel to share love, share so we can, you know, grow together and everything. So uh, if you vibe with it, I appreciate everyone just like, you know, leaves a comment below about this episode and, you know, give a shout out of what maybe something that you learned or, you know, uh, what you thought about the episode. I know it, it would mean a lot to us. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And if, like I said, when you're in the area, 
definitely hit us up and feel free to come by for a in-studio um, episode recording. 1,000%. Sounds really good. Yeah, keep me in mind. Uh, okay. I'll keep you in mind. Let's keep it rocking and rolling. And um, anything that comes up for you, just shoot over an email and we can keep the flow going. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. And for the listeners, you can find the podcast at AmericanGypsy.com. And we also have merch at luamlee.com. And you can find some music um, at Classic Carpenter, K-L-A-C-C-I-K-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. And thank you again to um, everyone. Oh, that's on all major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, um, YouTube, etc. Thank you again to everyone for listening and supporting consistent self-improvement and peace peace